never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Welcome, welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host. Gabriel Parker and this is where the culture meets scripture listen I have a phenomenal show today for you guys so excited about my special guest today we have a lot to talk about this guy is full of so much wisdom um, so much knowledge and wisdom Um, he's been one of the most consistent guys that I can think of over the years and so I'm so excited to have him today but listen today's show is titled triggered triggered Christians when you think of the word triggered (laughs) or what it means to be triggered is when something causes a reaction out of you when something moves you or when something burdens you to respond either positively or negatively and we know especially in in the day that we're living in today in 2020 there are so many different things that can trigger us (laughs) from the pandemic COVID-19 to the masks debate should we be wearing masks when should we be wearing masks should the church still be shut down should we be gathering in worship to racial tension the topic of race and politics and all of these different topics and things that are constantly flooding our timelines. And it's almost as if there has been an exodus away from Christianity even prior to the pandemic. But I think in times like this, in times of crisis, and it's really showing the depth of our relationship with God or the lack there or the lack thereof. And so in this hour and this and in this time, I believe hearts are being exposed. So I don't want to delay the time. I got my brother, David Eagles, a.k.a. King David, the vessel, awesome man of God. And listen, before before I bring David on man I just have to say this one of the reasons why I have this brother on is just because he's been consistent since I've known him um, he's been consistent in his stance for the Lord um, you know you don't you don't find that very it's, it's rare to find someone who stays consistent and stays the course especially in the times that we're in right now and you know, for for you guys who have been consistent in listening to the Path of Revelation podcast, you know, recently I just did a show on um, the Hebrew Israelites, and you know, you got you guys know that I'm not a stranger to to dealing with issues that um, are centered around people leaving the Christian faith, leaving the church, and. Over the years, I've had brothers and sisters who I've labored with in the gospel, um, in the trenches, you know, I mean, spending time with who who were once Christians who are no longer Christians today. They they have completely abandoned the faith. They they are part of cults and and different beliefs. And so I appreciate um, 
the saints and the and my brothers and sisters in Christ who are stead, who who are remaining steadfast in these times that we're in right now because it seems like there has been oh um even before the pandemic it seems to have been a exodus out of the church and i'm just a firm believer that the lord always has a remnant i'm just a firm believer that the lord always has a remnant of believers who will not bow to bell who will not bow to the idols of the day who will not bow to the 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 trends that the enemy has um dominating the airwaves and i'm just i'm just so excited to have this brother on um because he has been one of those individuals that i've watched from a distance um but he has always remained consistent um he's a husband and a father loves jesus with all of his heart christian rapper minister of the gospel i want to bring on my brother david eagles aka king david the vessel what up my brother how you doing man <laughs> yo i'm blessed bro how you feel man I'm excellent, excellent man. We we have we have some things to talk about, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 have a few things to talk about, and you know, you're you're one of those individuals, David, who I consider to be wise. You know, you you you're full of wisdom, full of balance, and you know, he didn't know I was gonna bring this up to you guys, but David and I had a conversation. Um, I want to say a couple of weeks ago, it seems like, or a month ago, I made a tweet <laughs> and, and, you know, David reached out to me about, I don't know, man. And he, he was like, man, let's talk. You know, we ended up talking on the phone and we, we talked through it, you know, and, and, and I appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that because I think one of the biggest, um, issues that I've seen in my experience in life in church is the negative effect of having yes men around you, um, how negatively it can affect leaders, you know, and so we need brothers around us, sisters around us who will say, hey, man, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. And it's and and what I love love David when you uh, reached out to me, man. It, it was it I could tell it wasn't combative. You know, you you really genuinely care for me, and 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 care about my witness. And and we we Absolutely. we need that, man, because what we what we say and what we do in front of people, it it, it can affect them positively or negatively. So I appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. None of us is above reproach. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. But but one of the things I wanted to, one of the reasons, I guess, man, you you can introduce yourself. I know I gave you an intro, but it, what what would you like the people to know about you, man? You know, and what, what have you been up to lately? Well, um, first of all, man, I definitely got to say, uh, you know, praise God for uh, for everything that's said and praise God for the opportunity because I appreciate you having me on. Um, honestly, um, just uh, really, um, you know, looking at God, man, and, and navigating um, the times that we're in, um, you know, prepping music and things of that nature, which is uh, it's, it's a blessing to, to really be in relationship 
and in fellowship with the Lord because God will give you stuff ahead of time for the season that it'll be released in. Um, you may not see it. You don't know what's going on or what's going to be going on uh, in those times. But once you start seeing things kind of um, unveiled and revealed and even exposed, you realize like, okay, Lord, well, you, were, you were setting that up back then for this now. And so, um, you know, I, I, I praise God for his foresight um, to that end. And uh, so uh, just working on getting, uh, you know, a couple of things off the ground. Um, uh, I got a book that I'm in the process of finishing right now. And uh, nice. again, we just want to uh, get as much relevant um, uh, revelation um, into the atmosphere and into the marketplace as possible. So it's kind of what I'm focused at right now from, from an individual standpoint as it pertains to ministry and then, of course, uh, you know, continuing to serve, man, church home and uh, serve my family and things of that nature. So, Yeah, and you, you, you also have a podcast in the works, right? Like, you know, how... Uh, yeah, uh, I do. So you kind of really, outside of some of the people that I've talked to, um, you kind of getting uh, the scoop in regards to this um, uh, kind of first and foremost. Um, again, uh, relevant, you know, content for the marketplace, uh, the podcast, which will be rolling out here uh, probably within the next month or so uh, to start uh, Work From Home, uh, W-E-R-C, Work. Uh, right, right. Worship, yeah, Worship, okay. Educate, Righteousness, Culture. So that's that's what nice. that stands for. And uh, again, just, you know, that's uh, something else that we're working on right now. Right. No. So so that man, that's so, so dope, man, to me, because, you know, t t today's title, the title of today's show is Triggered Christian, you know, and with so much that's going on in today, we're seeing so many Christians who are triggered um, in a negative way. You know, um, to the point where it seems like we're conforming to the world instead of responding or or being proactive as the church. You know, when it comes to the racial tension that's happening, when it comes to pop culture and relationships and everything that is um, flooding our timelines and our news feeds. Um, it, it, it appears that many of us who profess to be the um, Christians or profess the name of Christ, it doesn't seem like we're responding or being proactive in our responses with the mind of Christ. But we look just like the world in a lot of instances. So I think it's dope, man, that you are um, working on putting out more Christian content. That's so important to me. I remember having a conversation with Tonic from Cross Movement. Um, I want to say like a year and a half ago or so. Um, we had a few conversations on the phone and, you know, that's my big bro. And one of the things that I remember him sharing with me is the importance of Christian content. Flooding, flooding the market flooding culture with Christian content because it's so needed. And that was one of the things that really God used to inspire me to even start this podcast. 
along with um, my blog, which I haven't written a blog in forever, uh, with my blog and music and Facebook lives, like we need more Christian content, man. What? Let me ask you this: What's one of the what's one of the reasons you're you think is so important? Why do we need Christian content, bro? Like, so um, I'm gonna kind of split this answer, and, and it'll be a little two edged, um, if you will. So Christian content in the marketplace is important primarily for two reasons. All right. So one, the body of Christ, you know, we need to consistently be reminded of the perspective and the vantage point that we're supposed to have in light of or in face of the different things that we see going on. And Christian content is responsible for that. Um, because again, let's just bear in mind that one, the church that you attend, if you attend church, and if you're a Bible-believing believer, you should be attending church. That's another subject. Um, the church that you attend right. may or may not be teaching you the entire word. The entire word is important so that we gain a complete perspective, as much as humanly possible, of how God views and sees things and how his vantage point has you know, been released to us from Old Testament to New Testament so that it's applicable present day. So that's one. Right. Um, two, Scripture, you know, Paul told Timothy, you know, to put the saints in remembrance of these things. And so even though we, we go to church and we attend and we fellowship and we connect and we learn that way, we spend more time throughout the week not directly in contact or fellowship with the church as we do in terms of maybe our jobs and our families and things of that nature. So I need to make sure that I have within arms, you know, length, grasp, earshot, or what have you. I need something that's going to continue to feed my spirit. I can't just do church at church. Right. So, so, so what you, so what you're saying, we can't just depend on a Sunday sermon or even a Wednesday night Bible study, but we got to be proactive in cultivating our personal relationship. Not enough, bro. You you don't eat a meal two days out the week. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? So why would you? You know what I'm saying? Like you don't just eat. You don't just eat food on Sunday and Wednesday. Right. You gotta eat every day to live. And if Jesus said, you know, the man said, "I live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God," then I need to have God speaking to me, and I need to position myself to hear from God Sunday through Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So I, I that content is important. Because, again, people need to have consistent and reliable sources of information from a God perspective so that, again, we know how to address, how to approach, how to respond. Um, and like you said, especially in terms of being proactive, knowing the things that we need to be, you know, remaining prayerful in regards to how to pray right. about certain things. That content is important, bro. It's, su um, it's super important. No, what, to piggyback on what you're saying, um, because what you're saying is so important because we— we constantly have things being thrown at us, you know, in our per personal lives, you know, on the work, on the job, um, school. Uh, some of us are husbands, some of us are wives, some of us are parents. We have so many things that are coming our way. And so we, we have to stay rooted in God. You know, I'm reminded, you know what scripture you made me think of as you were talking um, with Psalms chapter one, um, verse one through three. And I want to just read this real quick 
because I think it's necessary to what we're talking about and why we see so many Christians. Um, and I and I have to say this again, even before the pandemic. You know, some people are like, "Man, we in the great falling away." We been like we've been seeing a great falling away for a while for now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, so just hold that thought too Because I want to hear what you got to say But what what you were talking about It made me think of Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 through 3 Where it says blessed is the man Who walks not in the counsel of the wicked Nor stands in the way of sinners Nor sits in the seat of scoffers But his delight is in the law of the Lord And on his law he meditates day and night he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither and all that he does he prospers and so one of the things that i david i i asked my young people um last week um during our youth uh, boys bible study is what is your spiritual diet what are you what are you feeding your spirit every day? Because like you just said, we can't just eat on Sunday and Wednesday natural food. And how much more important is our spirit, man? Yeah. Um, when we we're, we're literally starving, our we are either starving our spirit, man, and feeding our flesh or we're starving our flesh and feeding our spirit, man. And so that's so important, but man, go ahead, man. What were you about to say? I don't, I ain't want to throw you off. No, 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 no. We good. So the other part, I want to make sure that I um, complete the answer in regards to the question content. Content, excuse me. Then we can, you know, talk about some of the other things. Yeah, for sure. But the other part is that the world needs to be aware of what God's perspective is in regards to things. Partially because, again, you know, one of the Holy Spirit's job is to convict individuals um, of, of, of their their wickedness, of their wicked ways. And so our content has to be one that stands out and that is set apart. It has to be something that is uh, uh, God-breathed, like the scripture is, so that we know that we're not tailoring it to, to, to our own comforts. You know, we're not making provisions for our flesh, like Paul talks about in Romans. We're not... Um, uh, creating our own righteousness like Paul also talks about in Romans right. we want to make sure that that content gets out there because we need to be distinctly separate from the things that we see come in contact with and encounter on a daily basis that are of the world Right. so out of God being as merciful as mm -hmm. he is and because we know that the scripture tells us that he desires for all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth Christian content is important to the world because the world needs to hear it one of the prerequisites for jesus return is that every man have the gospel preached to him well how right. does that happen jesus said greater works will you do because i've gone to the father how does that happen we, we we think greater means more when a lot of times it means a little bit more encompassing because right. of the vehicles that we have at our disposal tools right. and things of, of, of that nature technology etc we don't have these things available to us simply to enjoy them. Right. These are tools for ministry. If, they, if this is what God has called for me to do, then I need to use what's at my disposal. There's no excuses. Right, right. You know saying, man, I couldn't, I couldn't reach this person. I couldn't. Now, mind you, yes, everybody has an assigned audience. 
Okay, your testimony, your walk, what you've been through, what, what God is doing and within through you is geared towards a particular group of people. However, there's no excuse with all of the tools that we have at our disposal for you not to reach out to that group of people. Right. But we waste our time on social media. We daily dally. We, 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 we again, we are uh, like you mentioned, we feed our flesh mm-hmm. rather than, you know, killing our flesh and making it do what it's supposed to do. Um, but, but that content is important, man, because the world needs to know how God sees things, how God views things. And we cannot afford to allow the salt to lose its savor to that end. Right. And something that you said that is so important when we, how can we be an example to the world or be light to the world when we're not even dying to ourselves you know when we're not denying ourselves like in other words when we don't have our personal walk with the lord um where it should be um when it's lacking or just not there altogether it actually affects our witness before the world and so now the example of what it means to be a christian and the example of what it means to live for God is actually distorted and tainted. And I think that's one of the reasons why we see um, things as bad as they are. And I don't have the scripture right in front of me, but I, I've talked about this on a previous show, like a while back, actually. But um, I, I believe the scripture is found in Peter, where Peter um, is warning the church and saying that, hey, false prophets and false teachers aren't just rising up outside of the church, but they're rising up from within. And in so many words, the enemy is using both to deceive people. And so um, I believe one of the greatest weapons of the enemy um, is lukewarm Christians um, because because it presents a false image of who Christ is and it's harder to win someone who thinks they already have Christ or know Christ than a person who just knows that they're just out out there you know what I'm saying like you know it's it's harder to win someone who already thinks that they're straight than someone who knows like yo I'm I just don't want to live for God. Like I'm doing my thing, you know? And, and, and so I think the enemy uses the lukewarm church and the false church, because there is a false church to, to defame the name of the Lord, to, um, give the real church a bad example, um, a bad rap. And so I, I really, and that's why one of the reasons why I brought up you reaching out to me, because we need that type of accountability that's rooted in love, but but care for the person and care for the truth and, and the witness that's being presented. And so I've been thinking about from this perspective and and and, and I want you guys to hear me when I say this, whatever triggers you controls you. And so we're talking about Christians um, the, who are triggered. And so there, there is a good triggering. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to act like when we look at, um, 
Acts chapter 17, David, where we have Paul, he, he arrives at Athens, right? And he's waiting for, uh, I think, Silas and Timothy. And the Bible lets us know in verse 16, it says, Now while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked. In other words, he was triggered. It says his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. Yep. And so and then it, it goes on and say he was reasoned. He, he re so he reasoned in the synagogues with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Now, I want to I want to bring out a parallel here. Paul was triggered, but he he was triggered by the burden of the Holy Spirit. What's happening, what I believe, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, David. What I believe is happening today, we have Christians who are in Athens, a.k.a. America, or wherever you are in the world, and they're seeing the idols of today. They're seeing the idols of politics, the idols of race, the idols of pop culture, and instead of taking on the burden of the Lord and allowing the Holy Spirit to trigger us that we be sought in light to a dying world, we're allowing the world to trigger our flesh. And so instead of responding as sought in light as Christians, where, where Jesus says, let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and instead of that being the case, we're we're responding just like them. We're responding with hatred. We're responding with pride. We're responding with self-righteousness. And when I look out into society today, David, I see everybody pointing the finger at each other. Christians pointing the finger at other Christians, Christians pointing the finger at the world. And nobody's looking in the mirror and saying, Lord, forgive me. I repent of my idolatry. I repent of my sin and nobody's repenting. What do you like? What do you see, man? What do you think about that? Well, bro, um, honestly, um, I, I see things um, quite the same as you, especially when it comes to these types of situations. Now, bear in mind that that, that same scripture that you just brought up, mm -hmm. Paul, you know, being amazed at the fact that here's, you know, this city and this group of people and amongst these individuals, people who should have had at, at some point the gospel ministered to them, still finding themselves ensnared and, you know, uh, pun intended, entangled uh, <laughs> with these things that have nothing to do with Christ. Right. And him being moved to that point, not uh, it's not a, a contest. It's not a I need to prove that I'm right. Anything that we do as as believers, and let me say this: when when we're engaging individuals, when we're discussing, when we're conversating, even in certain situations where we may find ourselves debating the Word of God, and Jude talks about us earnestly contending for the faith that was once delivered unto us. Right. Even when we find ourselves in those situations, it's always to validate God, not ourselves. Come on now. When we get into these contests, man, especially online, because we're not looking at cats in their face, so we can be who we want to be, we can say what we want to say with ill will and disregard towards how, like you brought up earlier at the onset, how 
our position and how our presentation can have ripple effects on individuals. We don't care about that because we're behind our desks, we're behind our phones, and there's no real personal interaction. So mm. we say what we want to say, and we're pushing opinion versus scripture. We're pushing our own agendas. Again, we're pushing our own righteousness, what we've made salvation to be. One of the things that David prayed as he repented to the Lord, and I believe it's Psalm 51, you know, uh, you know, we talk about the sacrifices of God that are acceptable, et cetera. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Yeah. Yeah, that's 51 and, and 17. Wording, wording is important. Yeah. Why? Because David didn't say, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Mm. He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Come what on, it was now. that you initially purposed and intended for me to enjoy in relationship with you. The, the parameters of how to have relationship with me. The, the the rules that so many of us disregard and want to run away from. God, restore to me joy in those things and making me more like you rather than me trying to make you like me. Man. And that's what we, we, we fail so greatly in that. We believe that because scripture says that, you know, we have not a high priest who cannot be touched by the feelings of our infirmity, who is in all points tempted as we are, but was yet without sin. We think that because scripture says that, that when we get mad and when we get angry, things that the word of God tells us not to do, mm. that Jesus feels the same way. Ah, it's wrong. Because your anger is not based in righteousness. Come on if now. If you were the individual who created all that is, and you watch creation turn against you after all that you've done and all that you continue to do consistently from the beginning up until now, then you would have a reason. Mm. To have righteous indignation in regards to the fact that your creation, <laughs> creation that you gave your life for, is still sitting there, one, questioning your existence, two, saying that, well, man, if there's one saved, I always say, so I give my life to you today, but whatever I do for the rest of my life, I do what I want to do, and I'm going to still make it in. People who are spitting in the face of what relationship is supposed to be like. Right. You would have reason to be upset with that. But for us, one of the scriptures, man, that threw me uh, a ways back is in Hebrews, where he said, you have not yet resisted uh, or fought against sin uh, by giving up your blood. Basically, I'm paraphrasing what the scripture said. You ain't resisted sin unto, unto blood. Mm. You haven't died on the cross for anybody's sin. You ain't died on the cross for your own sin. Right. So for us to be so self-righteous to that end, man, I'm going to fight. I'm going to argue. I'm going to push my agenda. I'm going to push my point. I'm trying to get people to see me rather than trying to get people to see God and his stance and his position and this stuff. This is where we fail. And so when you look out and you see a lot of cats, Christian artists, quote mm -hmm. unquote, uh, Christian figures, uh, yeah. uh, cursing, using profanity. I'm so mad. Uh, I'm pissed off, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But wait a minute. How was that one advancing the kingdom? And two, how was that putting God in a position to where he can be glorified by what it is that you're doing when you were created for his glory and not your own? Man, see, it's... We, we're, we're failing, bro. No, no, what you're, what, you, you, what you're saying, it's a lot of layers to what you're saying. And, and so I want to hit on a couple of the layers because sure. now you have, you have... What we're seeing is people are being, tr or Christians are being triggered by the world and because they don't have a found a true foundation in the Lord. And, th and this is why it's important for us to not forget that 
yet while we were in sin. Man. It didn't say yet while they were in sin. It said yet while we were in sin, he died for us. Um, I believe it's also in Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I had one of my brothers who um, used to be a Christian who's a Hebrew Israelite now. And, and he was like, man, what about the slave owners and the and, and those? And he refers to the white man as the devil, the white, those white devils. And what about all of all of what they did to us and and everything? And I was like, look, man, we all we are we are all sinful. You know, and, and that's not to say that what they did wasn't wrong or to, to say that, hey, if they you know, didn't repent that they, you know, didn't deserve God's judgment because the reality is we all deserve God's wrath. None of us deserve his mercy and grace, but that's what makes his favor unmerited. It's unmerited because we didn't do anything to earn it. But yet for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. So we have to remember that we we are all born sinners. We were all on our way to hell. You know what I'm saying? And so when we when we lose sight of that though, David, what I believe what I believe happens is um we become self-righteous. And one of the reasons and I'm kind of transitioning to it the next phase because it's all connected, I believe, to why we're see, why we see um, some who depart from the faith or, and some who have put down their Christianity in the name of black their blackness or politics. When when we are not proclaiming the gospel in our churches and proclaiming um, sanctification and God's holiness and what it means to work out our salvation with fear and trembling and, in, and instead preaching these prosperity messages that get um, get people more focused on material results, material blessings, the house, the car, the fame. It when times like this happen, when pandemics hit, when people are dying, when 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 we look up and we see Kobe Bryant, who who was a hero figure, just lose his life, and we like, oh, tomorrow's not promised to anybody. Like when we see people here one day and gone tomorrow because of shootings, and you're from Chicago, you already know how crazy it is. Like when we see how that life is truly but a vapor, and people see all this chaos when they don't ha when we don't have a any depth in God. We we literally see people losing their mind. And and what ends up happening, people begin to question a God that they never really knew to begin with. And it leads them to, oh, I'm no longer a Christian anymore. And here's here's what we're seeing, David. This ain't just pew sitters that we're seeing this happen with. These are pastors, worship leaders, prominent names, you know, before the pandemic even hit, you, you know, you guys who have been following my show for the longest, you know, I've did different episodes on specific people who were once prominent worship leaders who now have walked away from the faith. And so we see this, we, I believe we see this happening, David, because the church has been watered down 
for so long. And it's not to say that there aren't real ministries out here. God always has a remnant. There, there are ministry ministries and churches who are operating under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, who are ministering deliverance. And um, God is using mightily. But when we look at the landscape and the culture of, of, of the climate that we're in, you know, you don't really see. I, I said something um, and, I, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I, I, I know I'm going for a while, but I said something. Um, I did a feature um, on my brother Jay Will's um, album, God Knows My Art. And in my verse, I said I said something along the lines of we look at the remnant won't be broadcasted on television. Like we're, like we're looking for heroes in pop culture and, and on television when God's remnant isn't in the spotlight necessarily. They're not looking for um, big platforms. They just want to be used by God and they want to be used by God where they are. They see opportunities on their jobs. They see opportunities in their communities and they don't care about the glory of this world. They don't care about the fame and the attention and things of that nature. And so, man, I think, man, we have foundational issues. And so we're not triggered by the things of God because we've invested more into our flesh. Mm, yeah, true, true. Well, let me say this, bro. Um, what's great about the church is also uh, somewhat the Achilles heel of the church. Mm. Um, we are well reported for and well documented, which is, is it's amazing present day that so many individuals suffer from quote unquote church hurt. Um, and don't get me wrong, mm. uh, there, there are bad situations, but you know, as I've you know stated openly before, it's never been that one ministry. Everybody in the church stood up and said, "We got a problem with you. You need to go." Nobody's ever done it. Right. However, um, the church is is well known for accepting and allowing individuals to come in as they are. Now, the problem with that is that. Somehow, somewhere, you know how the enemy is always looking in a little leaven leavens the entire lump. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's been taken to an extreme because in accepting individuals as they are, we stopped vetting individuals. We stopped discipling people. We stopped investing in individuals' soul salvation and making sure that they were working it out in fear and trembling because we were, became more concerned about an individual's giftings or what they were capable of doing, the gifts and the talents that, that God had bestowed upon them and them using those talents. We started as, right. you mentioned, uh, Peter, I think it's First Peter, we talks about individuals being used as merchandise. We mm. started doing that for individuals, okay? And yeah. so when we talk about and we look at a lot of these individuals, uh, you know, falling away, renouncing, something that was really never ingrained. Now, don't get me wrong, because there's individuals like a Carlton Pearson who start out and you're, you're on fire for the Lord and God is using you. Mm -hmm. But I think he's an example of that, actually. Bro, the scripture that you... He's like the poster child of that scripture to be... I, I, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah, but it, 
And so here's the thing in regards to that now, right? Because you saw all of the people who would come to Azusa, and if you and if you made it to Azusa back in the day, you 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 were put on. You know what I'm saying? From T D Jakes to to, to, to to so many others. Donnie, you know, McClurk and uh, directing a choir at Azusa, get uh, all of these different things that came out of all of these people and all of these platforms that were developed out of these particular things, something that God used Carlton Pearson to reestablish, you know, Azusa going back to the 30s, you mm-hmm. know, uh, uh, revivals and things of that nature. So, um, but when we look at those types of situations, and my pastor talked to this uh, about this a couple of weeks ago, in terms of individuals walking around undelivered. Mm. And, and, and the unresolved issues, the unresolved questions, the things that sometimes we may feel as though either we shouldn't ask, we don't know how to ask, we don't want to ask, and sometimes we ask and, and, and because the people that we're asking aren't qualified. To speak over us and speak into us because Ooh. they've gotten their position hook or crook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Store bought. They they got one of them degrees online to become a bishop <laughs> or an apostle. They paid that seventy five dollars, right? And, and they got the little the plaque to hang on their walls because they're not qualified to answer those deeper questions that we have about God. Well, they're they because, well because they were be they were promoted the way that they're about to promote that person. Exactly. It's a cycle. We think, see, here's the man, you hitting on a lot. We've made discipleship putting people on a stage and, and, and giving them a platform because, oh, you can sing. Okay. Just, you know, you go sing on, you go lead this song and we're not actually discipling people. We're not getting, right. um, we're not dealing with the intimate parts of their life and their we're lifestyles. We're not asking questions, bro. We're, we're not mandating that people be a certain way. Everybody wants to be paid. So living saved is a job now. Mm. Being a pastor is simply a job now. Being a worship leader is a job now. So much to the degree that the people that you got up who are supposedly being allowed to pour into your congregation aren't people who sit under your teaching. At These all. are individuals who agree with what it is that you're ministering, they coming to your church to get a check. Yeah, and they don't even care. They don't care. Bro, as long as you keep them in the seats and keep the people entertained. We're not talking about worship. We're not talking about spirit and the truth. We're not talking about inviting the presence of the Lord, and we're talking about emotionalism. Right. We're talking about putting on a good production and a good presentation Come on, so now. that we get invited. We get a seat to the table. We get the approval. We have the celebrities come in. Why? Because they'll never be convicted about anything here. Man. We're just glad that they show up. Hey, by the way, if you don't mind, you know, we are trying to build another campus and expand. So maybe you'll consider donating towards our building fund. Right. But talk about your sin. No, we don't have to address that. You yeah. want to come to me and counsel in private? Cool. You'll never hear me talk. put your business out there in, in, in front of the congregation. Yeah, it's no real accountability. We've made church a marketing scheme. We've made ch- we've made church a franchise. Um, we've made church a bit. We 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 take business models. <laughs> it's I know you laughing, but I know it's it's not one of those type of laughs. It's it's we laugh just to keep from crying. <laughs> the franchise model, like man, pay so much money 
and you can plant this church, you know what I'm saying, that we'll give you the resources you need to get it up and running, and then once you start getting them offerings in, you know what I'm saying, you just go ahead and pay a little percentage, you know, each month to make sure that, you know, you keep the doors open and we make sure we keep supplying whatever it is, bro. Where is this business model in, in the Bible? It's not, but we have educated businessmen Listen. who are pastors. Look, we've, we've learned how to use the Bible for self-help, but Listen. we've but we've not learned how to use it for self-denial. Bro, and, and I saw that, and you said that, and that, that is a thousand percent true. And it's unfortunate because the very things that cause people to question the Bible's authority have more so to deal with the way that we apply it versus what's written in it. Man. Because we make the Bible appear to be a genie's lamp that we rub whenever it's convenient and out pops God and whatever it is that we ask for, this is what God is going to do for us because we give it that appearance. Man. And because on the other end of the spectrum, it's either doom and gloom to that end. We don't connect the dots and say, hey, God is expecting this of you because one, he knows what he put in you. Two, he knows what he wants to do in with and through you. Three, he's trying to prevent this from being your end result. Because we don't keep a consistent message that involves those components. Right. It's either God's a genie or you going to hell. There's no explanation. There's no instruction. There's no revelation. There's no practical application that we consistently present to individuals. So it makes people ask questions. And then when they look at the lifestyle, you have one person who is supposed to be a Bible-believing Christian yeah. who, who can't make, make ends meet. Yeah. Then you got the other individual who's supposed to be a Bible-believing Christian who got the jet, who got the, 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 the Tesla, who got all of these other things. And you're telling me that this is the same God. Now, we don't look at the fact that the, the person that may be broke may not be paying their tax or may, may not be a giver. Mm -hmm. And so they stay in financial hardship. We don't look at that. And mm -hmm. we don't look at the fact that the individual who's got the things has been consistent, has been faithful, has been diligent, and God has been able to bless them. Or we don't look at the fact that this individual might be a straight-up crook yeah, but and, and, and it just still we but but the perception. Right, the right. Perception, and now we question the word. Now we question God. So like you said, a God that we really don't know. Man. But we have questions about how he operates. Wow. Now you just you just said a mouthful. We lack balance, man. We man. we lack we lack a balance and we don't preach the whole counsel of God. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason why so, so many people are miserable because they don't know how much God loves them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, you have you have some people who have only been preached hellfire and brimstone and 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 if I be honest, a lot of the ministries and churches who have were, were have been so heavy in the past on hellfire and brimstone, when you start looking into the practical application of a lot of things, Oh, we don't wear pants. We're, you know, we it's it's more religious. <laughs> I know I'm stepping on some toe. It's, and that's where the message gets lost. That's, that's where. And and listen, we gotta deal with that, David, because you telling me I'm going to hell for something that's not even in the Bible. Right. 
that's man-made. And listen, I I understand submitting to leadership. I believe it's important yeah. to submit to godly leadership and and who God uh, places over you. I believe that. But at the same time, we have to our 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 allegiance has to be to to God's word, and, um, and, and what it actually says. And 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 so I think we lack a balance. And the reason why one of the things that I one of the reasons why I believe that we lack a balance, because in my opinion, I believe it's it's just different forms of self-righteousness. Self-righteousness shows itself in so many different ways. You have the self-righteous person that says, oh, it don't take all of that. I'm good. You know, I'm a, I'm a Christian, but it, man, y'all y'all talking all that holiness and stuff. That's too much. And then you have the person who's like, "Yo, I'm I'm better than you because I'm st- uh, I'm still a virgin, or I'm better than you because I'm in church six days a week. I'm I'm better right. than you because I don't wear makeup or earrings, and that is just as self righteous. Yes, indeed, and just as damaging and, from yeah. a, a ripple effect. And so again we find ourselves at a disadvantage trying to present um, a message or trying to offer a witness or a testimony uh, to individuals who are legitimately hurting. Um, yeah, who are legitimately. legitimately That's important. Yeah. And we find ourselves at a loss for being able, and you know, I keep referencing this, I, you know, I sit under a great teaching, man, and I, I praise God for Glory my passion and for our leadership. Um, like you said, it's vitally important. There's always, there's supposed to be somebody who knows more, who hears more from God than you do for you to be able to sit under. And mm-hmm. you have to understand that. And, and, and from a humility standpoint, we need to be okay with that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're talking about in terms of being teachable, things of that nature. Um, but on last night, my pastor talked about how we, as the body of Christ, have allowed something that the world deals with to kind of invade our space. And we lack empathy. Come on we now. Lack the ability to feel now the difference between sympathy and empathy so that individuals understand. Sympathy is I feel for you. Mm. That's okay in certain instances. But it's not what God is requiring of us as as believers. Empathy mm. is I feel with you. Mm. I feel with you. I'm allowing myself to be in that space with you. I understand what you're going through, and I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm trying to help nurture you out of what it is that you find yourself in and going through right now. I feel with you. When you talked about earlier about individuals allowing that burden to come, Paul got burdened because he saw it wasn't just the fact that these individuals were wrong, but it's the side effects of what being wrong produces. It's the fruit that comes along with individuals being ignorant not in the negative sense, but being unlearned. Yeah. And what your ignorance will produce for you and won't be able to produce for you in terms of at the end of the day, you're going to sit here and say, well, man, we worship day God. Right. We didn't know what we what, 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 No, I, I can't let you in. Right. So our, our, our inability to feel with individuals, and it's not that because if the Holy Spirit lives in us, this is a work that God is willing to do on every believer because it's a commandment that God has set forth for every believer. Come on, We're now. supposed to love like Jesus does. Yeah. So what happens is that, one, either we don't allow God to, 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 to mend what's broken in us 
so that we can in turn go out and help men what's broken and someone else hurt people hurt people whether it's intentional or not yeah or we directly and intentionally choose to not love people that way yeah i'm gonna keep this guard up i'm gonna keep this wall up god that's great and all that you expect for me to lay down my life for the brothers but i ain't going right now i just got saved and i'm trying to make sure that i take it but guess what Everything that you want God to do in your life is tied to everything that you're willing to do for God with your life. Yeah. Yeah. There's no separation. Yup. And you know what? We lack empathy because we lack love. At the end of the day, the foundation of our faith is love. And, and I'm reminded, and I've been talking about this on, on this show, and you don't know that, but I've been talking about love, 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 love. We need to, in all of our theological debates and knowledge that we're getting and we're learning about eschatology all of that means nothing if we don't have a good solid foundation in love you know in first corinthians chapter 13 what's interesting about what paul was saying was he was listing off good things he says if you have prophetic powers if you have faith to move mountains if you give your body to be burned but yet you have not love that it means nothing and so, and so you could actually be doing the right thing with the wrong motive. But many of us are found pointing the finger at each other, not displaying the example of who Christ is in the world because right. we lack love. Yep. Now, watch this. Tie everything in. We yeah. allow ourselves to be triggered based on what's important to us. People do what's in their heart to do. Yep. Okay. So if it's more important for you to be black than it is for you to be saved, you're going to respond and you're going to defend that blackness versus your salvation. Yeah. The reason why we end up in conversations and relationships get left the way that they do is because none of our responses are based on and rooted in and grounded in love. Right. Everything is out of. I'm angry. I'm frustrated. You know, we, we've been talking about emotions um, at my church and the, the, the fallacy, the false belief that emotions are something that you don't have control over. Right. Which is absolutely false because That's a lie. scripture gives us to know that any emotion that we have can be filtered through the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to control. If, if that were not the case, God would not tell us to love not the world. Yeah. You don't have to love the world just because the world gets presented to you on a silver platter. You have a choice. Yep. So it's it's a lie to say that you don't have control over that, but we do all of those things because our love is right now. When it comes down to us having a question or having an issue or having a complaint with God because God did not do something that we asked him to do or did not burst something into manifestation that we believe God was going to do or even God didn't have the opportunity to do something he told us he was going to do. What does the scripture say in Galatians? Faith worketh by love. Mm. So if your love is not right, there's things that you're not going to be able to believe God for, which means there's things you're not going to be able to see from God because he rewards those who diligently seek him. He rewards those who stand in faith. But if your faith is messed up, it's because your heart's not right. Man. And so now we got all of this stuff going on. The people of God are arguing and infighting with each other. Um, and again, everybody that's, that's supposed to be a part of the people of God is not. 
Um, everybody that's supposed to be a body of Christ is not. Everybody that's supposed to be a part of the church is not. People give themselves that title, but your life does not have any fruit to that end. It, it doesn't reflect that. But individuals who could potentially sit and say, you know, Second Chronicles seven fourteen, if my people who will call by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Now, mind you, this scripture does not say anything about the world. Mm. It says, if my people... Yep. Who are called by my name, folks that I put my name on, would first and foremost humble themselves. Come on. If I'm not walking in love, I'm not walking in humility. Yeah. So when you talked about individuals feeling as though I'm better than you because of X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera, you got pride because your love ain't right. So Come humble on. yourself first and foremost. Yeah. Seek my face. Don't rely on your logic. Don't mm. rely on the science. Don't rely on the data. Don't rely on your, your your elected officials. Seek my face. Yeah. Turn from your wicked ways. That doesn't mean that you're going out and 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 you're 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 cutting people off in traffic and you're cursing people out and you're drinking and smoking still. Those aren't the only things that equate to being wicked. Yeah. If I got a heart of disbelief, the Bible calls that evil. That's wicked. Yeah. If 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 if, if I'm not loving the way that Christ is requiring of me to love that's wicked if i'm a part of the quote-unquote cancel culture which i really hate the terminology and everything that's involved with it but if i find myself in that position where i'm i'm not counseling individuals where i'm not seeking another man's wealth that's wicked turn right. from your wicked ways if i'm perverting the gospel that's wicked if i'm teaching another gospel which isn't another gospel that's wicked yeah turn from your wicked ways yep then God will do what it is. But again, we've allowed ourselves, like you mentioned, for that flesh to get fed. And so now one of the things that the, this season is exposing is where we've truly sided. Yeah. Have you made up in your heart? Not not simply in your mind, not with your words. Bible says that these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Have you made up in your heart? Yeah. That this is the side that I'm on. That mm. I'm going to stand for the kingdom. I'm going to advocate. Yeah. Amen. For, for, for the word of God. I'm, I'm the, this is where I'm at. This is where my allegiance is to. Like you said, some of us, we pledge allegiance to to to, 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 the, to our nationalities. We pledge allegiance to, to our elected officials. We pledge allegiance to our favorite artists. Yeah. But we won't pledge allegiance to the cross. Listen, we... we... We don't have to be dominated by the world and their philosophy. We don't have to be dominated by our emotions. We don't have to be controlled by our emotions. I love that. I'm a, you know, one scripture that we we that deals with this that many of us may have heard but we overlook it is in uh, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 through 6. It says, "Trust in the Lord." With all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In other words, don't lean to your how you see it. Don't lean to your emotions. The Bible lets us know in Jeremiah 17 and 9 that the heart is deceitful and desperately yeah. wicked above all yeah. things. Who can know it? And so the Bible never tells us to trust in our own heart or follow our heart. It says to submit our heart to the Lord. Yeah. And so 
as I'm wrapping this up, man, David, I man, you just have dropped so much wisdom. I want to encourage all the listeners to you might need to listen back to this just to get all the nuggets that were dropped. But I also want to encourage um, two specific listeners on this uh, on this particular episode. Some of you are listening and God has put um, burdens on your heart to start to write that book or to, to do that podcast or or to do that Christian blog. You the, the reason why you feel that burden is because the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Like we need more laborers. We need more God glorifying content because people's souls depend on it. And then there's there's the other person that you may not be where you should be in your walk with the Lord. Paul said, examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. Nothing wrong with us examining ourselves to see if we be in the faith. And so you may need to rededicate yourself or give your heart to the Lord. And, you know, hey, God, hey, Lord, I thought I was actually saved, but I was playing the hypocrite. I had a form of godliness, but I was denying the power thereof. Man, David, if if I could ask for you to just pray for those listeners and pray for anything else that's on your heart as we close out, man. Absolutely. Uh, we're beyond it. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for this time, Lord. Um, as we submit it to you, Lord, we pray, God, that it was a blessing um, to all those who were here and listen, Lord. Um, I thank you for my brother, and I uh, thank you for what you're doing and with and through him, Lord God, and for every listener, Lord. Um, under the sound of our voices on this day, Lord. We pray, God, that they would not just simply come in contact with us, but with you and with the word from you uh, for this time and for this season that we're living in, Lord. We pray. Um, to come against, Lord God, condemnation, uh, even now with the name of Jesus, Lord God. We begin to bind and break procrastination right now in Jesus', Jesus name, Lord God. We lose assertiveness, God, and a fervor, Father, to be about your business, Lord. We pray, Lord God, for the prodigal son and daughter, Lord, who believes that they've done so much, Lord God, that they can't be restored, that they can't return, Lord. Uh, we begin to demolish the lies of the enemy even now with the name of Jesus. For you said in your word, Lord, that you'll leave the 99 to seek after the one, Lord. You've come to seek and save that which is lost. And so, God, we just begin to extend your invitation, Lord God, to whosoever will, let them come. In this hour, Lord God, you've given us to know that if we believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus, and confess with our mouth, uh, I'm sorry, if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that you raised from the dead, that we shall be saved, Lord God. We thank you even now, Father, that you've laid that plan out for us, Lord God, so that we can confess Jesus Christ is Lord, and that we can believe, God, that you died for our sins, Lord God, and that you were risen again on the third day, Lord, that we might have a relationship and fellowship with you, Lord. I'm praying that you will begin to prick the hearts of those individuals, Lord, who stand in need, Lord God, of being renewed, of being restored, Lord God, of experiencing, Lord God, like the woman in the well, uh, at the well, Lord God, that living water, Lord God, that they may never thirst again, Lord. Pour out your spirit, Lord God, upon every listener, Lord God, and let your will be done. Father, we believe in you for it, and we're counting it done as we ask it of you in Jesus' name. It is so.
In Jesus name. Listen, you guys, make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Leave your prayer requests, leave your questions for future shows or if you heard something on this show that you have a question, most definitely leave it. Listen, we love you. David, thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate no, no, We got we got Man, we got to do this again. But listen, yes. thank you guys for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast and this is where the culture meets scripture.